0: The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. And we do that every week by sharing the stories and advice from those who are rocking it on the other side. This week we have on Robin Frost. Robin is a senior art director at Pereira Odell, also known as P.O.D., we'll call it. In early 2019, she moved 4,000 miles from London to America to make the best Work of her life, work that's relevant, thoughtful, and smart. And in her career, she has won numerous awards because of this. Work for Heineken, Google, EE, Popchips, Canon, RX Bar, YoPlay, Bud Light, GE, Clorox, Michelob Ultra, Jack Daniels, and more. <laughs> She's won Can uh, Lions, DNA Ds, Webby's, and plenty more. So you will learn a lot from Robin. We discuss how she went to Portfolio School and how she created a non-traditional portfolio then got noticed via Twitter and moved across the globe to make great advertising. She also advises those looking to travel or to move across the globe for work and how to approach the process at a very 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 high level. But hey, if you connect with us on Instagram at breaking and entering pod all one word Give us a follow, and I will be happy to connect you with Robin if you have further questions about her story or break-in advice. Now, on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast, and as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey. Robin Frost, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, and great, thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: What's new? We're happy to talk with you about advertising, all things advertising. Does that sound fun?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. Excited.
0: And you've been on maybe one or two other advertising-centered podcasts, is that correct?
1: Yes, a while ago. I did the d New Blood podcast a few years ago.
0: Ah, well, we just started our own award show for for aspiring mm. advertisers. We can allude nice. to that, but this is not about me and breaking entering. This is about you because you are a senior art director at Pereira Odell. Did I say that? Did I pronounce agency correctly?
1: Yes, but you can call it POD if it's a bit of a mouthful for you.
0: Pereira Odell. I'll spell it out for Pereira people. Pereira. pereiraode double Pereira Odell. It's a great shop. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that shop. We'll talk about what it means to be a senior art director at Pereira Odell or POD for short. Is that cool? Or is that, well, Let's take it from the top there. Talk about you and your role in the agency, wherever you want to pick and choose from. Let's hear it.
1: Cool. Yeah. So I've been at uh, POD since the beginning of October. Um, it's amazing. I'm based out of the West Coast office, but the great thing about POD is you get to you know move around quite a lot, so I also work on clients at their New York office. Um, I'm currently working on mini, I'm working on Yellowtail, chip third Bank, a bunch of new business nice. stuff. It's great it, honestly the the opportunities are really cool. everyone's very chilled um and the bar is super high
0: um Yellowtail wine yes, that's the good stuff. You mm-hmm. to um and who's do you have a and do you have a copywriter partner
1: yes so my partner is henry Fernanda. we've worked together since 2016 so we met at ad school um and then made the move over from london to the u.s together which was really cool so a whole ad careers together which is great we'll talk about
0: that we'll definitely talk about that and but what ad school was it
1: we were at School of Communication Arts in London. So the original SCA, as it's known, um, was a couple decades earlier and then it was brought back to light. Um, so we were at the second iteration of it. It's okay. brilliant, yeah.
0: All right, but back to Pereira Odell. Um, <laughs> so where are the main offices at? So you're, you're not in San Francisco.
1: No, I work remote from Chicago.
0: That's where I'm at.
1: Awesome, yeah.
0: How long have you been here? Mm-hmm.
1: Four years. So I moved oh. over um, to join Beach Cargo at the beginning of 2019. So that was my big London to America move. Oh, since and yeah. you
0: stayed, and you have the option to work in the San Francisco office. Is that correct?
1: Yes. I mean, most people work remote. Um, the offices mm-hmm. are open, but most people, you know, most people work from home, which is great. And but you don't feel like it.
0: you don't want to get over there. Escape the cold Potentially
1: right now. Right now, yes. The winters are rough. The winters are brutal. Mm. But I moved in the polar vortex and no winter has been as bad since. So okay. But yeah, I mean I i personally miss working in an office, but we've got a really great setup here in Chicago. Um my fiance and I and our are crazy dog. So we're staying here for now. Okay.
0: That's that's awesome. And how does the weather compare to London? Like winter?
1: Uh uh winters are a lot more brutal but there's less rain here which is quite nice sunnier days it's just a lot of rain and you know and gloom in london but i do miss it gotcha yeah um
0: what are what's some work that you can talk about that you're really proud of at Pereira dell that you've done and you've only been there what six months now
1: just coming up to four so oh, i've not, not used anything yet okay okay then what anything
0: what what are like what's the biggest noticeable change in culture creativity procedures Mm. that you've seen in your first four months at pod that's different from your last agency or last agencies
1: yeah um that's a good question it feels very flat in terms of leadership and there's a i mean there's really solid leadership there and it is structured but your access to people at the top is you know it's very clean um you can chat to the cco rob um send him ideas get on a call with him which i didn't experience um really previously some agencies i mean it really depends on who your cco is um but everyone is so laid back everyone is super talented and super friendly and it the culture just feels great um i think it's really important at agencies to feel like you can fire off ideas to your cd or send something to your cco and ask if you know if they want to chat about it um yeah
0: i think that's so important like for people out there a lot of people chase the name of the agency and names stay the same but the people move all the time and clients move around so it's Mm -hmm. just one of those constant reminders those are evergreen advice pieces that we hit on like make sure you enjoy your leadership your manager and i need that uh i need a nice manager personally i get my feelings hurt i'm a little sensitive sometimes Mm -hmm. and uh i like the accessibility more so as it was we specialize in communications and if a manager of mine is distant or hard to reach or is makes me go through layers of bureaucracy which i've seen that in some of my past jobs i gotta i gotta jet if that's the case
1: yeah i i would agree i think one of the reasons that we really gravitated to pod was its size it's a super successful agency it's been around for i think 15 years now if i'm getting that right um but they've not got a ton of people to to the point that it's you know impossible to know everyone's names or you know have that access with creative leadership that is so crucial um i've worked at agencies where there are 250 300 creatives um in the department which is it's cool for some people um you know i'm a people person so i liked being in the office around all those people but in terms of creative opportunity you know i i prefer a a smaller you know shop in terms of headcount
0: and what are your thoughts then? Like, and I know we're, I'm jumping around, I'm not seeing organized, but while we're here, um, yeah. if you were like just starting out your career again, would you follow the, the? I don't even, I would have to look at your LinkedIn, but would you follow mm-hmm. that cookie cutter? Like that trajectory of you, you graduate maybe a portfolio school and then you go large agency and then narrow down, do you whittle down as you get like further in your career? Do you think that that's what I, playing it pretty safe? I think a lot of people do that. Do mm. you recommend that?
1: I would actually go the opposite um, and that's that's what I did. I started out at a tiny um, agency in terms of headcount, but very well known in London, 18 feet and rising, now known okay. as Land Rising. I think there were six of us at, in the creative department, which was fantastic. I mean, so you're standing in a review with the ECD, creative partner, creative directors, and then a couple of teams. Wow. And for exposure, that's fantastic. And that's not just them knowing you as a creative and hearing your ideas and how you can articulate those it's you knowing what else is going on and what the standard is from those other creatives and you know directly what the expectations are
0: what's the name value of that agency in london though is it pretty well known or
1: yeah 18 feet yeah 18 feet's well known um they're now and rising they went through a bit of a a shift and a rebrand in terms of their identity um it, it was great we interned there for two months um and then we moved on to poke london which i think had just been acquired by publicists at the time but it had okay. retained, retained that you know independent spirit with working again a kind of small to mid-sized agency as a junior it's it's great being in an environment like that so many opportunities
0: Yeah, if you have I, I believe like if you have good client work and you have good opportunities uh mm within the shop it doesn't really matter what the size is and i can see your argument you know starting smaller if there's good clients and good opportunities that could be really really beneficial
1: yeah absolutely i think some people can really thrive in those large environments and when you're starting out i think it's so important to just get in somewhere and start making don't be too yes. choosy about where you go really you know you graduate and the you should just be aiming to get a job yeah and i think you you should you know, look and try and find places whose work you really like, you know, work you'd like to be making, you aspire to make, people you'd like to work with who inspire you. Um, But ultimately, you can learn from from everyone and you will learn mm-hmm. something valuable wherever you are. Um, so I think it's also just trial and error. Go to a big shop. And if you don't like it, go to a smaller one. I mean, Vice listen, versa.
0: if you have a choice, you're ahead of the game. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, yeah. You must have a pretty good portfolio. The market has to be right. Timing is right. If you strategically mm. look at who's winning new business, um, yeah. that might help your your chances as well. But you, when you're graduating or you know wherever you're at right now, it's not easy to get a job either way. So people probably don't have the opportunity to be like, all right, I have three options on the table here. It's not that common, right? Your mm. first job chooses you a lot of the times. And that's perfectly Absolutely. fine. If you happen to go big, you go big. Make the best of it. And then yeah. you can work your way around. I, I think that's that's great. I mean, you need it. We all just, you know, it's just a job at the end of the day. You got to get the paycheck <laughs> and, and and enjoy it as well. And you can move around later.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best things about working advertising is you're not expected to stay at a job for 10 plus years. If you'd like to, that's fantastic. I know some people who have been in their, um, in their jobs, you know, since they started and they're going on eight, nine years. Good for them. But actually, if you'd like to move around every couple of years, there's nothing wrong with that either.
0: Um when did you know, like for this recent switch, uh, it was, mm. when did you know it was time to leave? And I believe that was Shia Day.
1: Yes. So we've been at Shiat for two years and we joined Shiat mid-pandemic um, after leaving FCB Chicago. Um, and I think we'd got to the point where Shiat first and foremost was a fantastic experience and we loved everyone that we worked with. I think creatively, we were feeling like we wanted more variety in the creative opportunities, Um, more clients, more differentiation between those clients. And there was something very appealing about working for an agency on a coast that we'd not worked on before. Um, You know, you move from New York to the West Coast and you get clients like Apple and Adobe. Um, And that was very, very appealing to us.
0: You caught me off guard there because I was listening. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought it was shy, uh, like L.A., but you're mm-hmm. like lo- you're working at the New York office that the, you were. Yeah, you are the New York office, correct? Yes.
1: Sorry. Yeah. So we were working at Shiant New York um, <laughs> and then bopped over to P.O.D. Um, San Francisco.
0: Ah, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. I, I want to pause and I want to mm-hmm. I want to ask you this question now. I want to bring it all back because I want to get back on the trajectory of my usual episode or we'll or just be all over the place. So bear Sounds with me good. as I tra- I'm i transitioning here. I want to ask you a question now. So we know a little bit about what your current role and, and POD and a little bit, we already got some advice, but I want to stop and I want to ask you, when was the moment? When was the day? What, when did you say to yourself, I want to create ads for a living?
1: Yay. So I was interning, I think it was mid-2015. I was interning at a design studio in London called Carter One, and they are very well known for their beautiful packaging design. And I was there as a design intern. I'd taken a year out from art school, my graphic design degree, to work in industry, and I got myself an internship there. And they asked me to write some copy for some yogurt packaging and then create a couple posters for it. So I got to both design the posters and write the copy for them and write the copy for the packaging. And it was in that moment that I went, this is really cool. And they're asking me to do both of these things, which is interesting. You know, I'd never really written in that, in that sense before I was used to writing essays for university, which I really hated. School wasn't my thing. Um, and I got to, got to write this copy, design these posters and I went, this is re- this is really cool. Um. And I still kind of hadn't twigged like, oh, this advertising could be a career for me. So I went back to my university course and I said to my tutor, hey, I think I might want to go to advertising school or work at an agency. What does that look like? She went, you have to go to School of Communication Arts. It's fantastic. It's one of the most interesting advertising portfolio schools out there. Okay. And It was, I went to visit it when I was applying and it was in an old church in Brixton in London in the crypt. And it used to have a nightclub in it called mass. I walked in and it was all just kind of weird and interesting and unusual. It didn't feel like a school. And I really liked that setup and I really liked the approach. And I think from there I went, yeah, this is something I have to do.
0: One or two years program.
1: One year. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was great. It was a really quick turn.
0: So you graduated and with undergrad uh, or university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you did this one-year portfolio school program full-time. Were you working on the side at all, interning at all?
1: Full-time. It felt like a full-time job. Um, the dean of the school had us refer to ourselves as out-of-work creatives. So we, it was treated like it was an ad agency, really. Um and you worked long hours from first thing in the morning to very late at night through the night. Yeah. And you worked on live briefs for actual clients and agencies, which I really, really loved about the school.
0: Actual briefs from agencies. Yes. So mm-hmm. local agencies in London would just yeah. give you guys this work. Yeah. And so they would the just school, dig in and be like, Thanks. See ya.
1: I mean, yeah. And it, it was a really cool opportunity. Some of them were like they were called live briefs for these agencies um they might have been old briefs that have been floating around or briefs that were created for us it wasn't like hey we've got this beer client give us some ideas but um every week we did actually yeah why not that would have been cool but yeah so that's really how it happened
0: okay and then you then what did your portfolio look like how many campaigns by Mm. the end of it that you were finalized in your in your book for the time well
1: uh we got to the end of the course and we decided we didn't want to have a conventional portfolio full of print ads um of course you know people who came to the school kind of said you know we would expect to see a bunch of print ads and maybe a couple activations or digital ideas if you have time but whenever henry and i were working on projects we found that the extra stuff if we have extra time in umberto comments was often more interesting to us than the print stuff so we graduated without any print in our book and we had a bunch of activations we did dna d new blood projects we did can future lions and all the competitions and i think that really set us apart because we opened on an activation
0: ah did you win you win anything
1: yeah, we won at uh, d New Blood, which was great. Nice. Awesome
0: and you experience. would have won, yeah. I'm sure you would have won a crowbar award. Like that breaking and <laughs> entering is just launched. Greg Hahn is our first judge.
1: Fantastic. Uh,
0: yeah. It's, I mean, it doesn't get, doesn't get much better than that. No. Brilliant. Yeah. So, okay. So you opened with activations rather yes. than your traditional print ads. That mm-hmm. seems like a no-no for a most traditional portfolio schools. Did you have some flack? Did you were you just like we're going to do this? I don't care what anybody says. What was that like?
1: The latter, and I remember the dean of the school sat with Andy Sandals, who probably I'm sure wouldn't mind us saying this, um, who was a regular visiting mentor to the school. Um, and I think at the time he was DnAD president, or it was the following year that he was DnAD president. And I remember him sitting with the dean of the school, and they basically argued over what we should put in our book. And I'm sure Mark, the dean, wouldn't mind me saying this either. And Mark said, no, but you really should have some, some print in there. This is what agencies are going to expect. And Andy was like, no, you you can absolutely need with activations. You can absolutely have cool digital stuff in there. You can totally put a stunt in your book. Yeah. And I think the most interesting books out there aren't ones that go, oh, what would, you know, this agency like to see, or what would they expect? It's who am I as a creative? What do I like making? What do I want to make at an agency? You know, yeah does it have to be it doesn't have to be a script doesn't absolutely doesn't have to be a piece of print if you don't want to put any print in there
0: gotcha yeah lead with what you want to get hired for right
1: absolutely and i don't think you have to pay you know too much attention to what those agencies are doing i think it's about being able to articulate an idea in an interesting way rather than oh will this appeal to this direct person i think when you're trying to people please in your book, you're gonna make stuff that doesn't feel true to who you are as a creative um if you make stuff that you want to make and you think is the you know the answer to a brief that's that's right that's it.
0: there you go. I like that um, <laughs> definitely yeah. um, so that took a year, and yeah. you won some awards, and then I'm sure somebody hired you. Yes. Where was that? What's that break-in story then?
1: Well, we interned at 18 Feet and Rising, and then we got a call from FCB Chicago in our first two weeks. How did FCB internship.
0: Chicago find <laughs> How do they call? They they saw you in some award shows. They saw that you might have had some work go viral. Like, how do they notice you?
1: Funny story. Um, I met Liz Taylor. Who is now Global CCO yep. of Vogal V. Um, at the time she was CCO of FCB Chicago and we met mm-hmm. each other on Twitter. Um, and I'd written an article that she happened to see, and we chatted a little, but nothing extensive, and sort of stayed in touch. And I tweeted our site once we'd, you know, our portfolio site, and the next day got an email from her, you know, then recruiter saying hey you know have you got any interest in fcb chicago
0: so twitter got you the job
1: twitter got me the job and twitter's got me most of my jobs
0: i think i okay i, I have a friend uh, <laughs> an insider and uh, just knows the industry really well i probably should have him on mm-hmm. and i was like what should i ask robin and he goes i don't really know her but uh, i know her from twitter
1: interesting and like Curious i know her work like from twitter
0: I can't disclose that that's my insider
1: okay
0: (laughs) um yeah no and i remember i was on twitter and then tiktok came out and now i can't that's my i i I know i can't not Same. like i I my twitter time has gone down and and i i I don't know like elon stuff aside like just tiktok has taken over like same so have you have you have you been like less on twitter i guess
1: I have been sharing less on Twitter in general. I think Twitter has changed. Um oh, yeah. and TikTok I think is just more interesting now, honestly. I don't know what's happened with you know, with the whole Elon thing, like even my feed has changed and I'm getting people who are speaking as if they're on LinkedIn and they're talking about the startups and Oh those they,
0: like threads, those long threads. Oh, it's exhausting.
1: I've, I've muted all the different elements of the threads, like
0: I did, I did like, I did like the advertising Twitter though. Like you can get into that. And I used to talk I about know. that a lot on this show and I've yeah. it's totally changed. So mm-hmm. like completely you can follow good. these certain people like yourself and then who you follow and what you like, and then you follow them. I've just gotten yeah. off that. Like it can like almost completely sadly. So
1: Our Twitter still exists, but our Twitter was really big. It kind of reached its peak in I'd say 2019, 2020. Yeah. That was the best of it. Yeah, and I think yeah. people have dispersed. People have people are not so interested in Twitter anymore. And I think that's absolutely fair enough. Um, yeah, we, and as you say, we're all spending more time on other things like TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok's and, great,
0: and and LinkedIn. I, I LinkedIn the mm-hmm. bread and butter for me. I'm always going there, yeah. just all the time scrolling on my yeah. computer, my desktop. While I'm at work, I have a tab of LinkedIn always open, just for my yeah. my job. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm
0: um okay back to you though so liz taylor who (laughs) i would like you to connect me with um i will thank you (laughs) (laughs) happy to we'll talk talk. um so she called you up had a recruiter call you after twitter so it's just another like what's the lesson there what do we need to know
1: i think mm, how can I articulate this you never know who's watching or Mm -hmm. reading in good ways and bad. Yeah. Um, so think about how you're putting yourself out there. But when I wrote that article and when I was really on Twitter, I wasn't using it as a, oh, maybe I can talk about stuff and someone will see it and give me a job. It, it, yeah. it really wasn't like that. And, and I never, you know, saw that, that connection with her in, in that way. So I really was quite surprised when I got that email from her recruiter and, and here we are um but i think everyone always says you know build your network but i think you have to be also be quite intentional about it and go to the right places and twitter is really underestimated and really underutilized in that sense there are so many creative leaders and creative directors and people you can chat with direct on twitter you don't have to email their personal assistant or anyone to set up a call with them yeah get in touch and ask for what you want mm-hmm.
0: that's how i got rob schwartz on rob's brilliant uh, yeah, um, yeah. The, the chairman for tbwa new york mm-hmm. group one of my rob
1: hired me at shire through twitter I, emailed him, I messaged him on twitter and said hey rob i'd love to work for you are you yeah. hiring right now and he went yeah let me go check and he went here we go it, it it's works
0: incredible it does work yeah and Indeed. if you're intentional and you're posting stuff consistently that's on your brand or 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 is providing value or you think mm-hmm. is fun and is fun to you and it's true to you and you're doing that consistently that's why I preach a lot about like content and and getting yourself out there networking wise mm-hmm. find whatever it is and just be consistent about it I don't know maybe Great. for you is tweeting and you're good at yeah. that or sharing work or just engaging on Twitter that counts too that's not working that's a thing.
1: Absolutely. Share your work on Twitter, see what other people are doing. Agencies will always post their stuff. Um, you know, follow people at agencies that you would like to work at and just see what they're talking about, see what they're interested in. That sounds really creepy, but it's not, um, you you can always read a different perspective as well, which is great.
0: And I think copywriters need to be on Twitter still. I think yeah. that you you can really flex there, but you, but even being an art mm-hmm. director and yourself, you're you're saying sharing your work, um, the visual aspect of it too. Um that yeah. works for you as well.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the the best and worst thing about Twitter is that anyone can see what you've tweeted. So you'll always get an opinion, which is great. It's like being in the advertising industry. Someone is always going to say they love what you've done. Someone will always say, I really hate this and that's okay.
0: What has been the most viral thing? That you've posted do you have anything that's the most viral thing. or controversial or most engaged
1: um what did i tweet recently let me see i've got something penned uh i tweeted something back in august which was project manager hey hey creatives oh no and that ended up in a i think that ended up in a end of year roundup or something from wonderhood studios in london which is an agency i love i was like cool there you thanks go. for featuring that in one of your you know in your end of year roundup there you go So but it's always the things that you don't expect to hmm. get any traction i think that's the thing is if you're trying you can see that with comedians who consistently put jokes out there and twitter's a fantastic place for testing you know comedy and comedic writing and and all that sort of good stuff um if you're a writer but Often it's the stuff that you don't expect to get traction that does. So (laughs) yeah,
0: gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um, So you went from London to Chicago. How did, how does that work?
1: It's a very lengthy process. Usually Um, the more junior you are, the, I think the, the longer, perhaps the process, Um, there are no secrets, there are no tips and there are no real tricks to it honestly um it's a it's a very linear process, and it's all spelled out on the u s a s website so I know there are lots of people out there who are interested in working abroad um lots of you know Europeans who are interested in working in the u s um and vice versa but I can speak to the first part um you essentially have to have a job offer from a company in the u s and they have to agree to sponsor your visa so Typically, you'd come on an O1 visa if you don't already work for the company. They sponsor that; it's three years, um, and then you have to build your case. So they will. Have this is their the craziest, that. Mm-hmm. the
0: building of the case and like defending, <laughs> yeah. like that you're it, because the O1, <laughs> yeah. I'm Buchen, are he just got done with this process, and right, like don't you have to, like show like mm-hmm. winning awards is so important and like. Yep getting stuff published Mm -hmm. and get your name, like basically being PR professional for yourself, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it it might be stuff that you've never had to think about before. I never before had thought about how to PR myself. And you, you have to be quite intentional about it. But also, you know, if that stuff isn't there, and if you don't have projects that haven't got PR, wait until you have made some stuff that has got PR on it. Because... You don't want to apply and maybe not get it or you just you have to have a really, really strong case and the lawyers will help you build it. But it's a it's a grueling, but really, I found it a really exciting process. Well, they
0: they also don't put like a like you if you hit 10 published articles and three awards mm-hmm. for advertising, that's good. And you passed like they don't they keep it open like you just have to get as much as you can.
1: Uh. I think, I mean, I was advised to gather lots of stuff that my lawyers would then build into a case. Right. So it's, what do you have? And, you know, send us any articles that, you know, are about you or your work. Please send us examples of your work that have featured in press. What awards have you won? And can you, you know, get emails from those awarding bodies to um, certify that you've won those and talk about the significance of them?
0: Yes. And that's so I, I wish like just to be like, all right, prove yourself, like show us what you have.
1: Mm-hmm. That to me yeah. stresses
0: me out. And I don't, I'm not even going through that process. <laughs> that's why literally that's like one of the big, that's one of the big reasons why we started the Crowbar Awards. Yeah. And that's to help brilliant. people like from talking with Boochin and I know there's mm-hmm. a, like the, the Young Shits Awards does this too. Yeah. Um, we wanted to get away from having Young in the title
1: specifically.
0: Mm. Because because mm-hmm. really, it makes you look, it sounds better if it doesn't have young in it, and like that's they fair they see that. So we literally yeah. just thought about how can we make this better, and yeah, yeah, like that was a huge part of it. Thinking about people that need a break in, and uh, or, mm-hmm. from, or from or that are international.
1: I think that's brilliant and And awards are always great to enter, whether you're looking to move abroad or not. You right. know awards can really help your career, and I would suggest to everyone who is trying to get into the industry just mm-hmm. enter all of the awards just enter all of them, even if you don't win, they're fantastic experiences for you to learn from the judges or meet you know, I know with young shits you get to mm-hmm. I think if you win, you get to meet the the judge who was you know yeah. that week for all yeah. that brief, for example,
0: or as you come on the podcast and you meet that. That judge too, so you get to talk That's about your fantastic. work in public. So it's like brilliant a double. You that. get written up, and then you yeah. get on the pod design. It's brilliant. Thanks.
1: Yeah, we respect that.
0: So can people reach out to you? I, I know this is a pretty complicated. Like mm. any other high level learnings, I know this is like really granular. There's lawyers out there. Mm. but Like, can they reach out to you for advice if they're do- in this situation? Like, what what else do you have to say about the? And. Uh, the... uh...
1: I guess I would just reiterate that there are no tricks for it. It's it's yeah. not a process where there's a backdoor that you can try and get through. It really is. You are dealing with immigration and USCIS and it's really about following their, their guidelines and their process. And on their website, they spell out all of the things that you need. So it's crystal clear yeah. and then yeah. it's on you, you know, it really is how much you put into the process as well. An agency can offer you a job and say, you know, this is what you need to do to get it, but and you can immerse yourself in that experience. I've got friends who went through it a year ago. You know, they're now at at Droga, New York. Um nice. and they went through it. And it's a it's a really rigorous, tiring process to go through. But if it's, it's something you really want to do, throw yourself into it, go for it. Um and I'm always happy to chat. If anyone's going through it, I know it can be quite tiring and quite draining. Yeah. Um, and if anyone is thinking about it.
0: Any resources that come off like top of your mind, like that you looked up maybe it was like a mentor or uh is there a lawyer service that you like or i don't know anything that really comes like this really saved saved my.
1: um i don't so, i don't think you re- you don't really get a choice with who your lawyer is um okay. you the agency um will have their lawyers um i was lucky the lawyers that fcb had were absolutely fantastic I then, uh, renewed my O1 visa a second time and attached it to myself instead of an agency, which means that I'm not sponsored by an agency. I can make my own moves and, you know, an agency does not control my movements, which I would highly recommend. Um, I would recommend that if you would, you know, if that's something that you're interested in, you have a good chunk of cash to hand, um, which I know is a privilege savings account is privilege. Um, I think I spent close to 10,000 renewing my visa and I worked with Lehak and Chilipa in New York and they are fantastic lawyers focused on um, immigration in the arts so yeah. they know that stuff interesting mm.
0: and now you're all done right
1: now uh-huh. I'm all done I mean it's still a three-year visa so you have to go keep going through the process if you'd like how many to times
0: start. Never, is that never ending
1: you can keep going i mean unless you want to apply for a green card i haven't explored that process
0: but that's what i was going to ask can do that that. the next yeah. step then and then it's like 10 years
1: uh i think it might be 10 years i'd have to double check it potentially i mean it, it depends where you want to go the the beauty of being on a three-year visa is you can you know keep applying to renew it it's never a guarantee that it will be approved you have to do the Application process all over again. You can't you go,
0: reuse any of like their past stuff in the past three years. Like,
1: I think it might be submitted, so I think you can use it, but you have to come with fresh stuff. You can submit your old um applications that were approved, but you have to come with new evidence. The achievements, and,
0: the achievements. Yeah. I'm asking, like, you have to. So mm-hmm. every three years, you have to. You're you're g- gathering yes. new achievements, new press, new awards for advertising mm-hmm. specifically. Maybe it's yeah. your own. I don't know. Maybe it's your own articles. Maybe mm-hmm. like I don't. I don't know what that is. I'm not the expert. But yeah. wow! So it's never ending. Like every three years, you're like thinking about. That's why you need to be at a good shop. You need to be doing good work. It's important. Yes. You're, and
1: very important. And because freelancing oh, maybe
0: on the side too.
1: Yes. Uh, it, I think if you're sponsored by an agency, you can't freelance on the side. There are sort of restrictions. But yes, if you're on your self-sponsored visa, um, then then absolutely I think it's it's really the key is just proving your significance of what you're doing that's ultimately what they are interested in is is this significant what is this contributing to our country our society what are you making are you are you just here for a good time in which you know you don't live here you 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 work here that's how they see it um so you you have to you have to keep doing a great job
0: and I want to preface (laughs) <laughs> I wanna preface that we're not lawyers. No, uh,
1: absolutely not.
0: But you've done this, you've been doing this. So Yeah. Um definitely worth diving into more with you. Or mm-hmm. um Hatem was really helpful too. I remember his episode. He yeah. was like, he's he was at mischief, he still might be there. Um, so reaching on the side probably will be helpful. Yeah, um absolutely. gotcha. So and that takes you to FCB. That was your break-in. Mm-hmm. Everything was great there, and you're an art director. And w- and what you work on? What's the best piece of work you've had? Like, what are you most proud of? That it's like yeah, something sold that you've made in your mm-hmm. career in advertising.
1: The thing I'm most proud of, I didn't make in America, and that's I still feel the same. I I still feel that the work I made in London I prefer, and I think that might be, um. To do with British advertising versus American advertising. So, it, it's very different in terms of style. What was it? So I made a piece for EE, which is a, an English version, I guess, of Verizon, oh. the equivalent of that. And we created an AI stylist. And at the time, it was for, so it was for the, the BAFTA Awards, um, which is a huge awards show in England, um, held in London at all and ee e. wanted to show off their like super fast 4g whatever and we thought okay what's the biggest draw for you know people coming to the event it's red carpet fashion and we want it we looked at i would say sounds strange but it will make sense we looked at human hosts and stylists who could see celebrity fashion, A-list fashion on the red carpet, and then tell people at home how to buy it. And we thought that's just not possible by a human to interview these people and at the same time find affordable dupes for people to buy at home while they're watching TV. So we went, AI is really interesting. Um how can we use AI to, you know, you take a take a picture of someone's outfit, run it through your AI. That's all I'm gonna say. And then it can spit out a dupe for someone at home via a chatbot and i think all projects that use tech like that can can and will date i'm sure that project already looks dated um if it were being done in 2023 it would be done very differently um and i would make changes but i'm really proud of how yeah i think the concept still stands and i'm really proud of how we were, Henry and I were junior at that point working with a creator director. It was literally the three of us plus, you know, creative technologists and, you know, other people chipping in. But it, we really had ownership over that. And how right. can we write a whole chatbot and bring it to life? And it was a big live event. And we we're working with tech we've never worked with before. It was yeah. the most wonderful experience. And it worked? It worked. It was we had a slight blip because we had a hologram appear as the stylist on the red carpet and as you can imagine nothing ever is perfect um sure. we had a blip with that but it but yeah it it worked great and i'm really proud of, of what we achieved i'm just proud of of what we learned from it as well it was the most amazing learning experience we worked with fantastic smart people and made something that i think you know we learn a lot from as creatives
0: love it thank you for sharing is there anything else that you thought about today before coming on the show that you want to get out to the, the listeners out there breaking in and advertising anything else
1: i have to think back uh back to like my list of things um you have yeah, that great I to great list the mentor list the mentor list, yeah, I would encourage anyone looking for mentorship to, you know, reach, you know, into their circle of people, but then a bit further as well and perhaps speak to people that they may not have first thought of. Um, you can find really valuable, fantastic advice and guidance from people who may not have the exact same job title as you. Just because yeah. I'm an art director doesn't mean I have to go and speak to another art director. I could learn so much from a creative technologist. I could have a mentor who is a strategy director. So the the mentor list we we created, Zoe um, and I created, and it's just a Google document. And it's, you know, please can people put their information in. I think they can still put their information in. And it's just a, a list of people's names, experience, job titles, and contact information. So if you need a mentor, go to that list.
0: We've gotten a couple of guests from that list, so... Mm-hmm. We, have a, we have a podcast, the interview podcast. Is also Brilliant. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, I have no further questions, Robin, and you've been fantastic. I really appreciate you taking the time. How can people reach out to you if they have any further questions for you?
1: Uh, they can email me. Um, they can message me on LinkedIn or, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Very happy to chat to anyone, anytime, help how we can
0: okay then linkedin it is that because that's the easiest for me to put down <laughs> um and, I'll, and then great. also if people need a bump and like let me know like if they're if you're busy they can reach out to me as well and then i can um i can maybe make the connection myself
1: if you're Thank following
0: you. us on instagram and linkedin of course <laughs> no free no freebies here awesome <laughs> all right well that was great robin i really appreciate it you did great
1: thanks so much of course
0: Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us and help us grow and get better guests and better break-ins if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a small review if you have the time. Be sure to connect with our guests if you like what they said by going to our Instagram, at Breaking and Entering Pod. That's all one word, Breaking and Entering Pod on Instagram. We have links to their portfolios and their LinkedIn. And they want to connect, so do that. And thank yous. Thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio engineer, and Bu-Chun Jung, our creative director. Can't do it without you two. And a team from the University of Illinois. It's a student team from the agency called ad buzz their pr agency and it's been a pleasure working with them thank you all so much and we will see you next week with another amazing guest thank you so